Hello, uh, this is Robert Rickover at Body Learning, and today my guest is Adam Bailey, an Alexander Technique teacher in Cambridge, Massachusetts, Maynard, Massachusetts, and also he teaches regularly in Amherst, New Hampshire. He has some 20 years experience uh, with the technique, about 14 of those as a teacher. Adam has a couple of areas of specialization. One is working with athletes, and we've done an interview on that topic. But his other area of specialization is uh, the Alexander, what I guess we could call the Alexander Technique and Psychological Growth. Adam has a master's degree in counseling psychology from the Harvard Graduate School of Education. And for 10 years, he's taught psychology at both the college and high school levels. And he has a a fair amount of experience in using, working with the Alexander Technique to facilitate psychological growth. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. Adam, welcome to the program. Thank you very much for having me, Robert. Could you begin by giving our listeners a very short description of the Alexander Technique? Yes. Um, First of all, the Alexander Technique involves a learning process. So when someone comes to see me, we refer to them as a student, and I'm the teacher, so to speak. So I teach the student a set of skills that they can apply in all of their activities and that they can develop on their own once they've learned them. Um, And the skills basically have to do with uh, addressing areas of muscle tension that have built up over the years and at the same time improving the alignment of their head, neck, and back. And again, the beauty of the Alexander Technique is that it doesn't involve treatments. And so what that means is that once the person, once the student has learned the skills, she can practice them on her own and doesn't have to come to me for any treatment or, or what have you. So there's a real benefit there that she, once she has the skills, they're hers to practice as she wishes in her life. Mm-hmm. So I guess the obvious question might be, how does um, a, a method, <clears throat> an educational method that helps people improve how they function on a physical level, how does that relate to uh, psychological growth? Well, that's an interesting question and one that I've explored quite a bit. Um, Alexander teachers in general talk about the Alexander Technique as being a mind-body discipline. And that made a lot of sense to me from the beginning. But as I progressed with the technique, I made a discovery that was quite surprising um, along those lines. I made a discovery about the ways in which the Alexander Technique is a mind-body discipline. It helps us on both levels. And the discovery I'm talking about has to do with a a psychological process that took place when I was studying the Alexander Technique. When I was 22 years old, my father died suddenly. And for a long time, I didn't have a lot of feelings about that, but but I became depressed. Over a number of years, I was chronically depressed. And then when I started taking Alexander Alexander lessons, one of the things that I was learning in that process was I was learning how to release areas of muscle tension that had built up over the years. 
And now here's the discovery that was surprising. As I began to release those areas of muscle tension, feelings of grief started to emerge about my father's death. And so what I, what I learned kind of through the, that practical process was that muscle tension in part for some people, not for everyone, but certainly for me, Whole, one of the reasons it, it builds up is that we don't is if we're not expressing emotions that have happened that, that have built up over in response to something that's happened that was traumatic and if we don't express feelings about whatever it was that happened that was traumatic then those feelings go into our body in the form of muscle tension mm -hmm. and it's interesting um I'm sure you're you're familiar with the work of Reich, Reichian uh, psychoanalysis. Yes. Uh, was, was this Wilhelm Reich? I think he was a, a well-known disciple of of uh, of Freud. Freud. Yeah, he was a disciple of Freud, and he talked a lot about body armoring. Yes. And uh, I've never had any direct experience with that work, but from his description of it, it sure sounds exactly what you've just been talking about, that we tend to um, kind of hold, when, when we're holding an emotion in, in your case, uh, grief, uh, um, we're also physically holding ourselves. Yes. Tightly and restricting movement and restricting breathing and so forth. Yeah, and, and that was my experience, although I didn't realize it at the time. I had what Reich calls body armoring or what we in the Alexander Technique call habits. That is to say patterns of tension, kind of habitual pa ways in which I was holding myself physically. And what I didn't realize at the time was that they had a psychological component. They were those patterns of tension were also holding feelings of grief. And then, as I said before, when I started to release the armoring, when I started to reduce those areas of muscle tension, those feelings of grief bubbled up. And then I went into, I went into psychotherapy to deal with the grief, and I continued with the Alexander lessons. And th now the process took some years to work through, but the good news was, by the end of that time, once I had reduced the armoring, the, the physical tension, and addressed the feelings that were associated with it, then the depression lifted. Mm -hmm. and now, yeah, <clears throat> your, your own background, apart from being an Alexander teacher, is, um, is, is uh, in, in counseling psychology. So yes. if someone uh, is coming to you for Alexander lessons and they uh, release some some armoring or some tension and out comes, uh, you know, the, the old the feelings that they've been repressing. Um, do you work with those, them with those feelings or do you have them go to somebody else uh, to do that? Well, I actually do work with those feelings. Um, many Alexander teachers would refer the person to a psychotherapist because they wouldn't be comfortable delving into that area. Mm -hmm. But since I have training, um, I did graduate work and I did a number of other trainings, um, I'm comfortable dealing with that. Mm -hmm. So 
basically what happened was after I had taken Alexander lessons and gone into psychotherapy, the process had such a positive outcome. Both both of those aspects, both of those processes had such a positive outcome that I decided to train as an Alexander teacher and do graduate work in psychology. And then when I started teaching, I decided that I wanted to offer, so to speak, one-stop shopping. So if somebody was taking Alexander lessons and feelings came up as a result of the process, I would be, you know, able to deal with both things. Mm -hmm. Now, the, the most important thing to say about that is I very often teach Alexander lessons where there's no emotional aspect. And if the person doesn't bring that up, then then I don't bring it up. I, I, only bring, I, I only go into that area, the psychological area, if the student specifically asks for it. Right. We don't, we don't want to give our <clears throat> listeners the, the impression that, um, that the, the, these sort of emotional issues come up commonly in the Alexander work. I'd say probably not in yeah. most cases. And the other thing I think we need to... to uh, be really clear about is that most Alexander Technique teachers do not have training uh, in, do not have training in, in counseling or psychology right. and the like now um, and, and as you say uh, most Alexander Technique teachers are, are certainly not going to want to um, work with a student in those areas they're not qualified and it's just right. really not part of of our training but i also think that most alexander technique teachers uh have um are are tr are are qualified to recognize when that's an issue for sure and are yes. qualified and and are you know often have uh some a referral network that they can use to 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 guide a student to an appropriate professional but i i think it's really important that we make clear alexander t teachers are teachers we're not therapists we're not right uh, for the most part trained in in other specific uh, skills right so yeah and in there's another thing i would like to to add to your what you said about um almost um uh, not an opposite example but a, a different kind of example from the one from your own experience which is that when i first started taking alexander lessons uh, very early on in the process uh i attended a, a workshop I, I went to england actually to uh kind of check out the alexander scene there and I attended a, a five-day workshop in the country with a number of teachers and I can still remember to this day after a couple of days walking along these little English laneways it was in the summer it was beautiful weather and uh -huh. feeling happier than I had ever remembered feeling before mm. and I could only attribute it to it was a fairly intense uh Alexander experience that I didn't as far as far as I know I wasn't repressing some something so much but maybe subtly preventing happiness from happening Is, have you had that experience with, with students of yours definitely I think that when we change our physical state and for the better 
it also affects our emotional state because our mind and body are so closely related. And, you know, the way I, my own experience echoes that in a way. Um, as I said before, I was chronically depressed before I discovered the Alexander Technique. And, and, there, and what I discovered during my Alexander lessons was not only that there were, there were feelings associated with my muscle tension, but also that my muscle tension represented a, a subtle collapse. And that, that, and that collapse was the physical aspect of my depression. Now, and, and what the Alexander Technique did for me was it helped me undo the collapse and come into a more positive alignment of my head, neck, and back. And then when that happened over the years, I felt much better. I had many t times where I had a wonderful feeling of well-being, just as you describe, and the depression lifted. In other words, I think the way to say it is, if we're in a positive physical state where our head, neck, and back are aligned in a positive way, we can't be unhappy because the physical state is one that's more positive. It's happier. Mm -hmm. And, you know, th if I think just thinking about the word depression, someone says, well, I'm feeling depressed or I have chronic depression, um, that's a physical term as well, and I would guess, I don't know the, the origins of the medical use of that term, but I would guess that uh, at some level, whoever started using that phrase the way it's typically used today was aware of the physical correlate of it. Yeah. So... So that's uh, yeah, that's kind of. I mean, I think the nice thing about the Alexander technique is that it deals deals with that on a physical level, which is right there for both the teacher and the student to observe. Yes, and they're able to observe it uh, if they want to fairly unemotionally. Yes, you know, it's just I'm pulling myself down, or I'm not pulling myself down. It's you know I'm I'm restricting my breathing, or I'm not restricting my breathing, and so it can be dealt with in kind of a a non-threatening way, I guess you could say, or a non. Uh, it, it sort of simplifies things a bit. Is I yeah, guess how I yeah. look at it. That's right. It, it's there's a wonderful paradox because the Alexander technique is so simple and so practical, and it focuses on our physical alignment. And then, as we make those changes in our physical alignment, there are all these ramifications and ripple effects, and we feel better emotionally as well as physically. So, by pursuing of this very simple practice, lots of wonderful things start to happen. Mm -hmm. Adam, is there anything you'd like to add before we before we end this podcast? Well, just briefly, I um, I'd love to describe um, a student that I worked with where mm -hmm. there were some interesting psychological changes. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> this student, um, when he came to me, he was married, and his wife was had trouble with uh, prescription drugs. And so we not only were t doing Alexander lessons every other week, but then on, in the off weeks, we talked about his relationship with his wife. And what he told me was that f five years before he came for lessons, he had given his wife an ultimatum. He had said to her um, that 
if she didn't stop using prescription drugs, he was going to, he was going to leave. And then unfortunately his back went out and he, he, he suffered from very serious back pain and actually ended up having to have surgery for that. And then he came for Alexander lessons mainly because of he still, even though he'd had surgery, he still had some back pain. So we addressed that in the, during the Alexander lessons and we, and we worked a lot on the physical level. And then we also talked about his relationship with his wife. And then after he had a series of Alexander lessons, he ultimately was able to follow through on the ultimatum that he'd given to his wife because when, by the, when, he, when he came for Alexander lessons, she was still using drugs and, and that was still a problem. So, and what he told me was, as a result of the Alexander lessons, he felt that he could follow through on the ultimatum without hurting his back. And the way he put it is, is he said, I feel as though I have a spine now. Mm, Both. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. And it, you know it's interesting uh just to interrupt for a second yeah. th- that expression spineless or having a spine a right. lot of those kinds of expressions if you stop and think about them a little refer to physical parts of our bodies right and i don't think that's an accident right we say that person is a pain in the neck mhm Mm-hmm. Or so that's, in in the Bible, uh, in the Old Testament, there are a lot of references to stiff stiff necked people. Yes, and hardening <laughs> your heart. Yes, um, that was Pharaoh's big issue. Um, yeah, and I think that there is. It's not at all an accident that um, that uh, physical p- parts of our body are invoked often in describing a psychological or a mental state. Yes. And and with this student that I was describing, again, we, we pursued, most of what we did was just te- work on the Alexander technique. And I showed him how he could realign his head, neck, and spine. So it was this very simple, practical, physical process. And then his experience over time was that it changed him in an emotional way. He felt as if he had a spine, both literally and metaphorically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, Well, I think that's, that might be a good place to end our, our conversation today. Um, my guest has been Adam Bailey, an Alexander Technique teacher in Cambridge and Maynard, Massachusetts. He also teaches regularly in Amherst, New Hampshire, and uh, he his areas of well he has two areas of specialization. One is what we've just been talking about, psychological growth, but also he works extensively with athletes, and he has a particular expertise in skiing and horseback riding. And Adam, I assume that someone who isn't interested in any of those things can come to you for lessons as well. Is that right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> he's a he's a he's a, a general Alexander technique teacher as well. And if anything that we've been talking about interests you or tri- intrigues you, uh, certainly if you're in the Cambridge, Maynard, Am- uh, Massachusetts, Amherst, New Hampshire areas, uh, contact Adam. And if you're somewhere else, find a local teacher and have a few lessons. And I think that 
the, the things that we've been talking about will will resonate pretty directly with you. Uh, Adam, thank you so much for being on the show today. You're welcome, Robert. Thank you very much for having me.